Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we first of all come and tell you we love you, we thank you, we adore you. We come to magnify and lift you. We thank you for the many blessings that you have restored upon us. Now, Master, we ask that we be thy will, that you would just cover us up under the blood of Jesus right now, because we realize that your blood still works. Father, screen the world where we can build so we're to and now. Bless the sick, children, and bereaved family. Bless this Bible study on tonight. Let it be what you would have it to be. Bless the teachers. Bless the students. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Deacon Wade, we in your hand. Loving others. John the Apostle is, a, is an eyewitness of Christ. His works, his life, his divinity, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. And John writes this letter to the saints of God in the greater area of Ephesus. And the purpose of this letter is to reflect on the relationship that ought to be between the believers and God. The heart of the epistle is to show show us that if we are to have fellowship with Christ, we are to walk in the light, for Christ is the light. The problem uh, John addresses in this epistle is that the believers of the church and surrounding areas were living and behaving wrongfully toward one another. John writes this epistle to correct their wrongful behavior. The saints in these churches were functioning as one under the influence of the devil and not as one under the power of God. So John writes this epistle that uh, he wants us to look at, and he writes it as a, a father talking to his children because uh, uh, he says several times in the epistle, he says the father, and, and then he calls them little children. And and in a way, I guess he has a point in that they were acting like little children in, in their behavior. So the first thing he does is uh, he talks about uh, the Lord's command to love one another. So he said, this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. And there's no other law other than the unchangeable law of God can establish this kind of love. And because uh, it is from God, and he is unchangeable, uh, if the law had not been stable, it cannot produce the love that is stable. So love come out of an unchangeable law of God. God's law is declared in the message because this is a divine message. Several factors are connected to it for our learning and understanding. The first thing we all look at when we, when we look at that first verse is that uh, every divine message has an or, uh, originator, and, and the originator of this message is God, and only God is from the beginning. God is the basis of an unchangeable law. He is unchangeable. Uh, and that's why he calls, says that God is immutable. 
unchangeable of, uh, and capable of change. In other words, I change not what, what I think the scripture says. And then every divine message have a deliverer. And the deliverer of this message is the Apostle John, who is a representative of those chosen by God in the beginning and given the assignment of, of delivering God's word to the people. And, and uh, he is a servant of God. And every divine message has a destination. And the next destination of this message is the children of God, the believers of the saints of God. John is addressing this letter to the believers of the church of Ephesus and its surrounding churches. Every div uh, divine message has a purpose. And the purpose of this message is to correct the errors of the people of God that they uh, were making in their relationship to each other. It's also designed to make the people of God a better people. And every design message, divine message has a specific goal in mind. And the goal of this message from God to his people is that we should love one another. This is one of the ways we make known to the world that we are true representative of God because we show the world how we ought to love one another. And then uh, John stepped back for a second. And he gives a model uh, of the kind of love we all not have. And what he says is not as Cain, who was the wicked one, and, and slew his brother, and therefore slew he him, because his own works were evil, and his brother was righteous. We are not to behave toward our brothers and sisters as Cain did, uh, toward his brother Abel. Cain acted out in envy, jealousy, anger, hatred. And therefore, he murdered his brother Abel. Uh, and God doesn't want us to, to behave as Cain did, because Cain was influenced by the devil and acted out of pride and lust for power, uh, selfishness and ambition. Those are the devil's characteristics. That's why he was thrown out of heaven, all of which are outside the perimeters of God's law and, and will. Every act is in, that is influenced by the devil is against the standard and principles and the will of God and the ways of God. We must understand that we have not been given any immunity from evil or wicked behavior of the devil in this world. So we have to think that just because we are Christian, we are protected from danger, violence, and criminal activity that saturates our society. Uh, that is an unfound principle of Scripture. God did not protect Abel from being murdered by his brother Cain. So we have to watch out for, for uh, weird behavior. Uh, it, it's going to exist. Then uh, John looks at uh, the evidence of having an eternal life. And he says, marvel not, my brother. If the world hates you, uh, <clears throat> the Lord wants us to know that we are not to expect any better treatment from the unconverted than the evil king and acted upon his brother Abel. Uh, people that are not under the will of God can do and, and will do anything. So we have to know that uh, they are capable of it. And, and we have to pray for them and and, and expect them to, to behave that way because they are unsaved and do not know 
uh, God's righteousness. And then he gives us some evidence of, of, of the kind of love he's talking about. He says, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He that love not his brothers abided in death. How do we know if we are, have experienced a regeneration? Have we any proof from God that we have uh, converted us? God says the way we know that he has converted us is because I love our brothers and sisters. And if we love our brothers and sisters, that is an active uh, 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 active uh, way of showing the world and, and not passive. It, 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 active love is, is, is a continuous and not uh, something that happens now and then, but all the time. So when we have that kind of love for one another, it shows that that we are uh, not like a faucet that we turn on and off, but we have that kind of uh, believe in our heart. We have a way of acting that let the world know that we are a changed people. So the evidence of love is rooted in knowing that we have passed from death, which is the wages of sin, to life, which is eternal life, because we love the brotherhood. Then 15 talks about the essence of, uh, of true love in the, in the heart can produce a company love in us. It says, whosoever hated his brother is a murderer. And he, he know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. One of the major proof of our being, uh, one being unsaved is hatred of his brother. When the heart is converted or divinely changed and transformed from a sinner to a saint, that heart no longer operates in hatred for his brother. So when we see all this hatred and, and, and going on that's, that's uh, operating, especially in this country in the last few uh, days and, and, and months, uh, we've seen it so much since this election, uh, we know that those brethren doesn't have the love in their heart that they ought to have. Uh, and so we we can be confident that what they will do is is what they will do. Anything is possible. And then he, uh, John talks about the measure of love and, 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 and the confidence before God. And he says, everybody perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our life for the brother. Uh, we'll come to know God's love for us. From the fact that uh, he gave his only begotten son that died on Calvary, And there's no greater proof of God's love for us than that Christ died uh, on the cross of Calvary for us. So God shows us what true love is, that you lay down your life for someone. Then verse 17 says it shows us a test of love. But he says, but whosoever has this world goods and sees his brother and, and having need and shutting up the bowels of compassion from him, how great is the love of God in him. So God says in this verse, I'm going to put somebody in your, in your path, uh, uh, somebody that's in need of something. And, and, you know, that person that might be standing by that stop sign that says, uh, he's hungry and he needs something, needs some food or something. And God puts him in in, in our path. And, and 
God does it to test our love for one another. So when we see uh, the need of others, uh, and, and we have the means to respond to that need, and uh, uh, doing so, God uh, lets. In doing so, we let uh, the world know that we really love. To do otherwise is proof that the love of God is not dwelling in us, or not active in us. So. When we don't respond to and knowing that people are in need and, and we can see that they're in need and we can look the other way, uh, that is not proof that the love of God is in us. When we respond to it, that's showing the world that it is in us. Brother so Go ahead, sis. And adding to that, I just wanted to say, with um, looking back, with um and I don't want to bring politics into it but looking at um they go the democrats republicans going back and forth back and forth with the stimulus 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 kept talking about the stimulus you know they was talking about you know not wanting to come up with no kind of agreement to help people they was talking about, you know, they didn't want to invest any more in a stimulus package because they couldn't come to no kind of agreement. But then looking at people that's in dire need, people that's being homeless because of the pandemic, homeless because of the job loss, homeless because of lack of of um, not being able to pay their bills, not being able to um, maintain. So a lot of people are in desperate, desperate financial need. And America being the land of the great, the land of the free, as we call it, in a, in a position to help, but because my party don't want to come to no kind of agreement because I don't like your party, but so we turn a blind eye to the need of the people. God is not not pleased. So when we know that we're in a position to help somebody and we refuse to help because we don't want to to um, agree to the terms of the other person, you know, God is looking at that and God is frowning on that. We need to, you know, lay aside all of our differences and know that we can help if we can and not worry about what the next person is not doing or or gonna do, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh even re- <laughs> refusing to recognize the people done done spoke and do what's right and get out of that out of the White House. I mean <laughs> even the slightest uh recognition of what's right is, is, is not in us anymore. I mean, and then for uh, so many times for to let the people suffer because of uh, your, your party is not in charge is, is not a good re- a reason. And, and I think so many times in this country, we let that get in the way of helping doing the right thing mm-hmm. for everybody. And, 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 and that's, that's something that really needs to change. Anybody else? But verse 18 is it, kind of talking about the same thing. It says, 
my little children, let us not love in words. And, you know, we can all go around and we just we overuse this word love, and we just love, love, love. It says, <laughs> let us not love in words, neither in tongue, but in deeds and in truth. In other words, show show what you're talking about. Uh, uh, you're gonna uh, everybody wants to run and, and stand by the church with a Bible in your hand, and, and that, but then you you acting in ways that this completely against what uh, what you're saying. Uh, that lets people know that you're not really into what you're saying. Words that support uh, is supported by deeds establishes a, a permanent relationship, and and it's remembered. But but if you just uh, out there talking and, and, and never a, able to back up what you're saying, uh, that that's that's pretty bad there. That that doesn't show that you really uh, got the love of God in your heart. In verse 19, it, it, it's kind of solidifying the love that he's talking about. He said, "We hereby know that we are of truth, and shall sure our hearts before Him." What is in the Christ, uh, Christ's truth? And being in Christ, we are assured that we have the religious, <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> the religion of Jesus Christ and the truth of Jesus Christ. The word hereby is speaking of the fact that we generally love our brothers and sisters and are willing to sacrifice uh, something to help them, to do good for them. We, we're willing to do that. Knowing that we are off the off the truth is speaking of us not being deceived in what we have confessed to be. Assuring our hearts before God is speaking of heaven. Peace within because we are off the truth. So when you put all uh, that that verse together, it's just letting us know because we are in, tied up in Jesus Christ. Uh, we know. Uh, that we are committed to what we are doing, because we know Christ was committed, and and and, and as, as His uh, descendants, if we got Him in our heart, then we ought to be committed to what we are doing. Verse twenty talks about uh, destroying the love, but it says, "For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. If we confess to having the love of God in our hearts," And upon confessing it, we are condemned. It means that the love of God is not present in our heart. Therefore, a condemned heart destroys love. A condemned heart opens the door for us to establish to establish love, because it's not there. But it, we can actually show that person. Uh, sometimes we just have to show people that, in spite of what they've done, we still love them. And 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 uh, sometimes that means that, that 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 we got to do better by the way we are. God knows what's in our heart. That's that's what when we say God is omniscience, and that and that's meaning that God is knowing. He knows all things from the beginning to the end, and so He knows also what's in our heart. So it's no use in trying to fake and say you're willing to give and you're not willing to give. And I go up there and give because. Somebody else gave, and I wasn't really wanting to give, but I don't want to be embarrassed because the rest of them gave. So I go and I give something too, but I uh, really don't want to. God knows that, and that's not what he's asking for. He wants you to give from the heart. 
verse 21 talks about the pureness of, of love. And it says, Beloved, if our heart condemns us not, then have we confidence toward God. This statement does not mean that we are sinless, but it says we have sin in, in more ways than we uh, we can count. It does not mean that we have... Uh, I would say it does mean that we have our sins forgiven and our hearts purged and made clean. In other words, what it's talking about is, is we, we all have fell short of the glory, but, but God can take that bad heart and, and change it all together. Uh, so a clean heart is, is, is one that has been changed and transformed uh, to receive God's loving uh, guidance. Verse 22 talk about praying with the, with love. And it said, whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do things that are pleasing in his sight. Asking God for what we desire or want must be understood and understood in the light of measuring up to the standards of God. We ought to ask in a proper manner, meaning we must ask according to the standards of God. Must be in accordance with his will and the compliance of the word and wait for the timing of God to grant us our request. So just because we want something now doesn't mean it's going to happen now. Uh, it means that maybe God is letting us know that you're not ready for it now. But if it lines up with his will and his timing and everything is right, uh, he, he'll grant what you want. And then it goes to this next outline, and it's keeping the confidence, uh, the, the evidence of dwelling Christ in us. And uh, it says, and this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, as he gave us uh, commandments. The commandment that lies at the foundation of all true obedience is believing on the name of Jesus Christ. Believing on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, is speaking of the only begotten, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Given among men whereby they are saved. That's the only name whereby we are saved. So when we say that uh, we are behaving in, in his commandment, we are behaving in the way Christ told us to behave. And we are abiding in his, in, in his great love. And then uh, 24 talks about abiding love. That he that keepeth his commandment dwell in him, and he in him. And whereby we know that he abided in us by the spirit which he has given us. Dwelling in Christ and Christ dwelling in us is evident by keeping of the commandments. Uh way we behave, way we uh, uh, treat our brothers and sisters. Loving God and loving one another. This is evidence of a true Christian. A true Christian have abided love, that they love one another. I hate to rush through that, but I just got here, and, and I didn't have time to re-look at uh, the notes I had, and I just kind of rushed through some of it. So you have comments. You come on and, and say what your comments are. Anybody? Uh, this is Anthony. I would just say I, I, I appreciate you 
going through it. I know you said you were rushed, but, um, you know, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm reminded that, you know, we can say a lot of things and quote a lot of scriptures and believe in a lot of things, but if we don't treat people the way that we're supposed to or that God wants us to, we're not really doing what God wants us to do as Christians. And so um, we tend to make it about us and what we can get out of our faith and not what he wants us to do to uh, help other people on their journey. So appreciate that. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. I totally agree with what you just said, Brother Anthony. Beautiful lesson. Beautiful lesson. Love is the key. We have to treat people the way we want to be treated. You know, love goes a long way, a long way. If we can help somebody, help them. It's easy to say that we love somebody, but do we really love them? We have to show them, you know, and that's, that's, that's what God wants us to do. That's what God wants us to do. I was at work today and, one of the nurses was very upset for just upset for no reason, and um, one of the the um, staff members made a comment, and she just exploded. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, are you okay, honey?" And she, the comment she made, well, I guess you voted for him too. And I'm like, you know what? We're not gonna even go there because it's not really not even that serious honey and she well and I told her I said you know we can go back and forth all day long but at the end of the day it really don't matter the bottom line is everybody is so upset about count this count that but have you even stopped to think about you know go on there and say well instead of recounting this and recounting that God said we should humble ourselves and pray so that's what we all need to do. Just band together and pray. Because whatever the outcome be, guess what? We're going to have to accept it. So we can either continue to fight one another and continue to stay divided, or we can continue to, you know, seek God. We call ourselves Christians, but are we really Christians? And she, you can't challenge my faith. Okay, well, the way you acting. So, you know, act of act what you preach. If you say you're a Christian, act it. Act it. We all get upset, but don't let your anger consume you. So, you know, we have to love. Love in spite of. Amen. 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 In today's time, um, you know, if you really look at it, it, this whole world needs love. We've had other things and and in our actions and everything we need to do, we need to act in love because nothing nothing positive will be if we do if we do not act in love. So very good lesson. Thank you, brother, teacher, for this lesson. Yes. I think one of the things that we always have to have to remember when we're dealing with, with, with different things happening in our lives is to do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. Right. And when I look at what's right. going on, the same thing happened four years ago. 
but Hillary went ahead and, and, and succeed and let him conceded to him and let him go and do what he had to do. And it's amazing how things that you do to other people come right back on you. Oh, yeah. There is. It's come back on him. And here's this opportunity to concede and go let this man go on about his business. Uh, but but he's he's not he's gonna fight all the way. Yeah, he and his heart is in bad shape. So. Go ahead. Well, I said we just have to pray for him too. Yeah, yeah, and it's a touchy thing. I, I that we don't, we don't uh, use the right word. That we don't get certain people upset. Uh, and the best thing to do is not even talk about it because uh, some of them are like Cain, and they're ready to behave because <laughs> something that happened that. We we just made our opinion about something. We just decided that we want a certain vote a certain way. That's all we did. And, and you had your right, and I had my right. And so, more what people uh, felt like I did than felt like you did. And so, you have to learn to live with it. Right. Amen. 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 If no other comments, it's only you, Pastor. Amen. Thank you all for a well job done, done well done. And I just soaked stuff in tonight, and I thank you all for what you have contributed in this great lesson. And just remember, Walnut Grove, we read this every Sunday that we was in our service. We talked about love. If we have love, we have not done anything. So uh, let us remember, amen, we have not cherished. Uh, we remember that love that we talked about every Sunday morning. Now I'll just talk about what we live in. Amen. God bless you, Deacon. Uh, amen. God bless you, Deacon. God bless you. Uh, Walnut Grove, continue to pray for one another. Amen. Um, I just want to say briefly, um, but everybody lift Kira and Kendall up in prayer. They lost their grandfather on Monday. And I ask if y'all would just pray for them. They'll be fertilizing him on Saturday. And Kendall is really not dealing with it too well. He can't handle it. He's not a funeral person. So just mm -hmm. keep them lifted in prayer. Okay. And this is Anthony. Um, Keisha Burchett had asked me to bring this up, but uh, uh, one of the men in Carthage, uh, Conteus Kelly, is doing a um, bike uh, program trying to get bikes for kids. And uh, she was wondering if Walnut Grove would be, able to, be willing to donate any bikes toward that cause. And so um, just wanted to bring that up for those that are kind of in charge of the church finances to see if that's something they would um, consider. Uh, just, you know, again, just wanted to put that out there for y'all. Amen. 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 Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I say uh, we'll leave that in the finance hand, but I 
I say as pastor, and we uh, want to help our young people, and we want to be a blessing. So, hey, amen. This is part of our love right here, so I'm all for it. Amen. 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 And she was passionate about that too. So. Amen. Right. Amen. Deacon, where you there? You you have something to say about that? Oh, we'll we'll we're gonna have to work out something. I I have no problem with it. Okay. I don't either. Okay. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Thank you again, Walnut Grove family. Um, we're coming up on the third Sunday in the, what is this, third Sunday in November. We're moving right along. We're moving right along. Amen. Thanksgiving is around the corner. Christmas around the corner and New Year's around the corner. So, but we yet want to take one day at a time. Amen. Amen. All right. God bless you. There's nothing else. Uh, shall we pray? Eternal Master, we thank you for life, health, and spirit. We thank you for the teacher. Thank you for the student. Thank you for the input. We thank you for letting us know that we must love one another and we must have the agape love that you had that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life bless heal and deliver on tonight in jesus name we pray amen thank god amen 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 we don't have we don't have no problem with that brother anthony yes sir amen Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.